please exhale. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. If you're interested in exploring holistic wellness topics through a perspective that blends spirituality with science, I think you've found the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's figure out this life thing together. Always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Welcome to another episode of The Science of Light. I'm going to try to keep this episode kind of short because I know I'm just feeling this energy like everybody's super stressed for time and like a a shorter episode might serve better. So I'm going to do my best, but y'all know I'm pretty rambly. Um, So I just want to remind you about the membership. It's open now. It'll be cheap for the rest of December if you enjoy this podcast. Um, So a lot of the content in there is astrology related, but um, there's actually a practice that goes along with this episode that's already live up in there now. It's a yoga nidra practice. You'll see um, why that's relevant as I explain the topic of this episode, but it's already live up in there now. And if you enjoy this podcast, I would like to point out that there are no ads except for me plugging my own stuff. And podcasting is not free, not to mention the fact that there's like costs to hosting a website and um, distributing the podcast and stuff, but uh, I also, like, it takes my time. So if you enjoy it, I'd be ever so grateful if you'd jump on the membership. That's actually, um, it's what I'm focusing on so that I'm able to take a maternity leave because I won't be able to do one-on-one sessions or teach classes, which are the bulk of my income now. So I'll quit rambling about that. I discuss it in a lot more detail over on my other podcast, my Yogi Scopes podcast. So if you just want to listen to the first few minutes of that, you can hear more about it over there um, or just check that out in general. I to talk about astrology and yoga and using the two together. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the Science of Light. Today, I want to talk about setting goals in a yogic way. Because you know what's funny? I was like, I usually research for my episodes and like get some inspiration to like kind of get my gears turning and like make sure I have some good points to talk about. And everything out there about setting goals that I can find is super like, um, it just doesn't feel very aligned or embodied to me. So I have this idea from yoga philosophy, of course, and a yoga practice to help you uh, set goals in a way that feels more aligned and embodied and um, a little less like, um, I don't know how to put this, like capitalistic, um, like all or nothing, failure, success, because that's actually what I'm going to talk about next week the last part in this uh, four-part, four or five-part Inner Home for the Holidays series, which is about coming home to yourself to feel at home this time of year and to launch yourself forward into the next year with the most success. Because if you didn't know, as much as some people say like New Year's resolutions are toxic or like they never work, there's some truth to that that they can be, and that's actually part of my point with this episode. So the last several episodes, I talked I talked about why fresh start dates work and why 
you know, you shouldn't just throw the whole New Year's resolution thing out the window, but there are some things to consider to make your make the most of your resolution to actually bring a lot of success into your life in the new year and power that up. So starting with the episode that said something about fresh start dates in the title, I can never remember if I put that as the first part or the subtitle, but anyway, it was about fresh start dates. Um, it was not that long ago. And so also just one more little plug. I'm having an event. It'll be virtual. Haven't decided officially on the time yet, but it'll involve some yoga practices, community sharing on the 18th, which is the full moon for this month. Um, and right before the winter solstice to kind of align with all of this energy and put all of this stuff into practice. Because if you're like me, you're probably listening to this podcast while you're doing other stuff and you're like, wow, those are some good ideas. And then maybe you do, or maybe you never don't, never don't, maybe you (laughs) never do, um, actually go back and put these into practice. So if you want a community space to do that with some support from me and other folks, keep an eye out for, the event coming up on the 18th, I'll announce it when it's um, officially up, but you can also connect with, you know, email or social media to hear more about that. Okay, so we'll put all this into practice. So we've been talking about how to release and cultivate gratitude for what we already have. And so it, assuming that you've done those two steps, uh, I and I spent the last two weeks on this podcast describing why those are so important to do first, now it's time to set your goals or your intention. So I would encourage you instead of to have like a jillion goals for the new year or like if you do want to set a new year's resolution or just like anytime you want to to set a goal. Setting goals is fine. Um, it's good to have, I'm not going to tell you not to have goals because I have goals. I have material goals. I have financial goals. I have spiritual goals, you know, um, career goals, all like whatever, relationship goals. It's okay to have goals, even if they seem shallow with air quotes, shallow. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. I just think we can take a more yogic approach to those goals. And that's through setting an intention or sankalpa. So maybe you've heard in a yoga class before, if you've ever been to one, you've probably heard this. Or at the beginning of the class, the teacher's like, and if you'd like to set an intention for your practice, you can set an intention. And sometimes, maybe, I don't know what your practice with this looks like, but maybe sometimes you're like, I have no idea like what intention to set. So I usually try to give a qualifying statement when I say that. Maybe it's a feeling you want to embody or a feeling you want to leave class with or a quality you want to embody in your life or some seed you want to plant in your life. Um, that you can embody throughout this practice as an object of meditation to keep you in the present moment to think about um, if you're really embodying that. So this is already kind of getting into why I think setting intentions is a little more embodied than setting a goal. So let's dive into the Sanskrit behind that word. Uh, Sankalpa is a heartfelt desire. So it's often translated to just be intention, but the more literal translation is like your heart's desire or a heartfelt intention. So the the operating word here is heart is 
deep down at your core in your heart, like, what is it that you want? Is it your heart that wants, you know, a fit body or um, to lose weight or like those are just the two most common um, New Year's resolutions I can think of. Like, I feel like most people set some kind of resolution around their weight um, or like eating better or exercising more, which is culturally probably driven by this idea that we just all need to like lose weight and be skinny. Um, so I'll just go ahead and say with that example, um, while I'm thinking about it, if that is your intent, if that's your goal, the, the intention would be, do you want to do that because you just purely just want to be skinny? Um, or like, why, why do you want to be skinny? Is it because you think that would bring you confidence? And if that's the case, maybe your intention would be like, I am confident or um, maybe it's because you want to be able to climb mountains or do hard physical things or chase after your kids or whatever, then maybe you would set an intention more like I am strong or I am um, I have endurance, things like that, rather than I want to lose weight. Because so basically the differentiation I want to make is that goals are about something that you want to do in the future and sankalpas or intentions are about how you can behave now to facilitate that goal. So have the goals, sure, but what I want to encourage you to do is to think about ways of being where your goals can be byproducts. We don't want to focus on the goal. We want to focus on the the way of life because I mean, you know, yoga and meditation ultimately all boils down to presence and mindfulness and being deeply rooted in the present moment so that you're kind of like okay in whatever situations come up. And that includes with like, you know, sometimes goal chasing can be a little bit of a um like you're always on a hamster wheel, always like waiting for the next thing until you achieve whatever, you know, like why do you want a bigger house? Is it so you'll be happy when you get a bigger house or a better job or a better partner or or a hotter body or like whatever? Why do you want those things? What is it that you think getting those things will bring into your life? And what can you do now to go ahead and start bringing those qualities into your life. That's kind of the the differentiation, the big differentiation I want to make between a goal and intention. And so I'm not telling you not to set goals. I'm telling you to break your goals down into why you want them and more of what you can do in the here and now to go ahead and bring that into your life. And then when you do... Um, you know, I'm not just making this up. Like I'm into astrology and astrology is like kind of the system by which I measure my progress and keep myself on track. You know, some people are happy just using like a regular Gregorian calendar, whatever. I like to use the moon phases and shit like that uh, to kind of keep me on track and give me a lens to look at this stuff. But All that's to say, the more you can bring this regular practice of being a certain way 
in your life, then you will achieve your goals. And so I'm pretty into like things like James Clear's Atomic Habits. There's, I mean, there's like real science behind this stuff, y'all. And you know, I have to bring in the yoga philosophy and the science. There's a lot of behavioral scientists out there and psychologists and whatever who talk about the importance of habits in reaching our goals. And so if you haven't read Atomic Habits or like just follow James Clear on social media, um, he's the guy who wrote the book. He that's that's like his life's work is talking completely about habits and the compound effect of time and how it what habits matter more than like big sweeping achievements. Like how you live your life on the daily basis is um, what matters the most. So you can look at that and then think about how, okay, how are we going to do it? How are we going to bring those habits into our life? Because, so this is the thing, I think most of us, not most of us, I'll just make a sweeping generalization and say, I've done this before, where it's like, you can do a lot in a year. So it's fine to set big goals for the year, but then you have to spend all year becoming that thing, whatever, like, um, Like I actually set a goal a year ago that I wanted to become a Vedic astrologer. And I had already been studying Vedic astrology for years, but I didn't feel confident enough in myself. And so I didn't just go from the beginning of the year like, like, okay, that's the goal I set for the year. And on day one, I'm going to already know all the things I need to know to feel confident. What I did instead was just spent a lot of time being plugged into it and studying and um, working with a teacher and practicing, practicing on my friends, talking about like daily. And now I'm like, okay, I actually feel really confident in my abilities. And it was kind of the same thing with a yoga practice or like if you do want to lose weight, you're not going to just step in the gym once and be at your weight goal you set for the year, but you absolutely can reach that goal, but you just have to think about what it takes to get there. Or like if your goal is um, a better job, what does a person with that job need to embody? What skills do they need to have? What experience do they need to have? And how can you set about going about getting those things? If you want to have a better relationship, what... um, how does a person in a really healthy relationship show up and how can you be that person? You know, this is all about things that you can do on a daily basis to show up in the best way. And then your goals will be the the byproduct. Okay. So that's basically what I want to get at is that if you want to set goals, I'd encourage you to instead set an intention and then embody that intention. And then once you do, you'll reach your goals. And it feels a lot more aligned. It feels a lot less like failure because if you're like, well, I might not be at my goal yet, but I'm at least showing up like a person who has reached that goal would show up. And then eventually you'll just kind of become that you'll reach the goal. Um, and you won't have to feel bad along the way for not being there yet is the point. So I have some tips of course, on how to set a sankalpa, an intention. So there's five of them. The first one 
is deep listening. The second one is aligning with your dharma. The third one is choosing something concise and specific. The fourth one is making it something present tense. And the fifth one is repeating it often or putting it somewhere you can see it or um, otherwise making it easy for yourself to stay on track with embodying that intention. Um, And so, of course, I just wanted to tell you all those things up front and then we'll go more in depth into each one of them. So first you want to do deep listening and that's kind of been the point of the whole eclipse season we just came out of and the last couple episodes of this show is like hopefully you've been doing some journaling with the journal prompts I offered on the last couple episodes, um, maybe some meditation around this, just thinking about it, about um, kind of clearing out what hasn't been serving you, cultivating gratitude for what has so that you can then decide, okay, what is something that I want to create more of in my life versus something that I want to not do anymore. So if there is something that you want to not have anymore, I'd encourage you to consider um, what you want to have instead or how you want to be instead and focus on that rather than focus on focusing on not doing or being whatever it is. Um, So deep listening can be anything like having a meditation practice, um, doing yoga a lot, journaling, whatever. I would just encourage you to do it enough, whatever that looks like for you, that you can get to the message that is already on your heart because that's kind of the like I said earlier, the operating word here in a sankalpa and a heartfelt desire is that hopefully, you know, if you want it to be the most aligned so that it's the easiest for you to embody, you want it to be something that rings true for you. And this gets a little bit into the next step too. Um, But you'll know, you'll know deep down, the more you practice this deep listening and self-study, Um, And I think it takes more than just one sitting, but go ahead and start with one sitting, you know, and the the message will become more and more clear the more you practice it. Kind of like what I've been saying is like, if you already don't have a whole lot of clarity in your life, maybe your sankalpa is to have more clarity, you know, but you don't just get that after sitting in meditation once for five minutes or 10 minutes or even an hour, you know, you have to do it a lot. And um, so show up like a person that has clarity in their life and clear thinking, clear your head more often. Um, So you have to practice deep listening to uncover that message that already exists. And you might discover that you come to one message and you work on that for a while and then you realize that that wasn't as aligned as you thought it was. Maybe it was coming more from your programming or um, expectations you've placed on yourself or others have placed on you. And you just keep practicing, but... Just come up with something that feels like it's the message that's already in your heart in whatever way you can. So basically, number one is just about the deep listening part. And then number two is the actual choosing something that aligns with your dharma or greater purpose. And so, like I've said before, I have a dharma worksheet on my website that if you're not familiar with your dharma, you can use that to help get a little bit more clarity. It involves looking at your birth chart if you want, but it also has 
just like a mind map and um, some questions to help you get thinking about this. Um, And you can also incorporate your birth chart if you want to, but you totally don't have to. Um, But I encourage you to just think about what gives you the most meaning in life and um, how can you support bringing more of that into your life. So that leads us into step number three, which is choosing something concise and specific. So that's where I say things like a quality you want to embody or a feeling you want to cultivate. Like when I teach a yoga class, I'll often say like a feeling that you want to leave class with. Maybe you came to yoga class and you want to feel lighter afterwards or stronger or you want to surrender something that you've, that's been nagging at your mind or your heart or whatever the case is. Um, or in this scenario, what is a way of being that will help you reach your goals? So um, for example, this kind of gets into the this is something I had as a bullet point under the last step, but I think it's important. So something that I, like I used to love this affirmation, which I did a whole episode about affirmations and how I feel about them, but um, I am the embodiment of wellness. And so when I'm like, like thinking of that instead of like, I want to lose weight, you when you are about to do something or having like a hard moment or thinking about not doing like if you want to lose weight and you're like okay so that means I need to go to the gym or eat healthier or whatever in whatever situation where you feel like not living in align with the alignment with that you can ask yourself what would a healthy person do in this situation and by healthy I don't mean skinny so let's like clear that up right now It's okay if your goal is to be skinny. Like, that's fine. I'm not judging you for that. I'm just saying question your motivations. Why do you want to be skinny? Do you want to feel healthier? Do you want to feel better in your body? Do you want to feel more confident? And then how can you focus on cultivating that way of being that will get you to your goals? Um, So, yeah, and sometimes a healthy person would eat the cookie or whatever because – being too rigid about it is like also not helpful. And if you want to go back and I think I covered that in the fresh start dates episode about how rigidity can be like a, a downfall to this. But, um, so number four is to make it present tense because, so that's the difference. Like I was saying between the goals are about the future and the intentions are about now. And I want to really differentiate between this and an affirmation because an affirmation to me, I did a whole episode about this. I think I said, make your body believe your positive affirmations. It was a little while ago. Um, but I have some mixed feelings about just using affirmations because I don't think we can just say like, I am the embodiment of wellness until we are, we have to like, set it as an intention rather than an affirmation because when you're saying something to yourself that doesn't feel true, it's going to make you feel worse. Um, And so that's the thing about affirmations is they're usually in the present tense. So I think what I'm saying is like choose an affirmation but do all this other stuff around it so um, so that you can enforce your belief in that affirmation instead of just saying it and then feeling like crap when it doesn't feel true. Because that's going to slow your progress, basically. Um, So whatever you want to choose, 
like I want to feel more fulfilled in my job or I want to have more ease in my life or I want to have um, more happiness or a greater sense of freedom and lightness or whatever it is, um, make it present tense. And that can look like a lot of things you can say, I am this quality or I cultivate this quality or um, I am this feeling, whatever it is, it's just important to make it present tense so that you can act it out, which is the next step to repeat it often. It's really good to write it some down somewhere that you see. Um, and that only works for so long because, you know, like you get like stuff just eventually you don't notice it because you've seen it so many times. Um, so write it some down somewhere that you see it often, but also refresh that often. Like maybe you write it on a little card and you move that card around or you write it again or you like put it next to a candle and every time you light that candle you look at it and make it a very intentional practice um or just repeat it as often as you can so that's what I would encourage you when you get it really aligned um and choose something concise and specific I feel like I didn't drive that point home enough like when you choose something that isn't grandiose or hard to achieve or too unspecific. I feel like I've given enough examples at this point. Like if you want the goal of being skinnier and you, so you instead choose the feeling that you think you'll get out of having that goal basically is the point. Um, You'll have more chances to repeat it to yourself So just writing it down and saying it aren't enough. You have to embody it on a regular basis. And that's where I get back to this bullet point I mentioned a moment ago about like what would a person – so sometimes I'm like I want to have a cleaner house. And so that doesn't – when I just spend like a whole day deep cleaning my house, do you know what? It's like dirty by that night because people live here, um, (laughs) including myself. And so this is, like, a really good example. I've seen, like, memes on the internet. It's like, do you ever, like, clean your house every day and then still have to clean your house every day? This is, like, a perfect example. So when I I heard this quote that was, like, don't put it down, put it away. And I repeat that to myself because something, a quality I want to embody is having a cleaner house. So when I come in with my dog, I don't just set her leash down on the little table thing right next to where it's supposed to hang, I hang it up. Or like when I kick my shoes off, I don't just kick them off. I put them on the shoe rack. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And I know like I have a family. I can't force them to do those things. I can ask them and I can model it. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Like in moments when you're like doing your life, you know, You repeat it to yourself in a yoga class, but in your regular life is where the rubber meets the road of this. So we have all these tools, you know, and we can do our best. And so I've, of course, already gotten rambly and this episode is long. So just to recap, goals are future-oriented, sankalpas or intentions are present-oriented, and when you do them well... Your goals will be a byproduct of embodying that intention. 
that way of being. Um, yeah. And so to set a Sankalpa, it's important to cultivate deep listening, to choose something that aligns with your dharma or your greater purpose, um, to choose something concise and specific, to make it present tense, and to repeat it often. Give yourself chances to embody that intention on a regular basis. And so if you need help with choosing an intention, I have a guided meditation practice that can help you with the very first step, uh, actually probably the first and second step, the deep listening and choosing something that aligns with your dharma in the form of a guided meditation, a yoga nidra practice already live in the membership. It's up there for members. Go ahead and join that if you want to support my work and support yourself in reaching your goals and living in alignment with nature and Ayurveda and astrology and having yoga practices on a regular basis to support you in doing so. That is my intention with the membership and also community. You know, it's a pretty intentional thing I created there to hit a lot of points of wellness. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. As always, I would love to hear from you if you want to connect on social media or via email. You can find that stuff in the show notes. If you get some value from this show, please share it, tag me in it, um, share it with a friend, give me a review. It helps me with the algorithm on Apple Podcasts, whatever. It helps me get in front of more people that need this stuff. So thanks so much for being here and supporting me by giving me your time, which is your most precious resource, and any other ways you would like to support my work, I would be eternally grateful for, but I'm already really grateful that you're here. Please remember to keep your feet on the ground, go ahead in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time.